0: Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I mow lawns, mowing, edging, grass-cutting legend. I sure am glad to join me here on this podcast. I want to let you know what's going on in my neck of the woods. Now, I started out years ago on the YouTubes and then the TikToks and the Instagrams now and the whatnots. I got the websites, the TavonDillard.com, but right now, I want to clue you into what's happening in my neck of the woods on the Tavon Dillard Podcast. You here? I'm here. I'm glad you joined me. Now I'm going to send it over to myself. This is like the pre-introduction, but let's get on to the real show today. I'm glad you joined me here. Bank, bank. Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Hey, you know what, y'all guys, I, I think that's the cheapest gift you could give somebody. You just give them an empty cup and say, hey, uh, I ain't a wetter man, so I don't know what the snow gonna look like, but have a cup of cheer. I mean, you could save some money. You just gotta buy a pack of paper cups with nothing in them and tell them it's full of cheer and, and enjoy the holidays kind of thing i don't know but hey y'all guys welcome to a very special christmas episode of the tab and dillard podcast thanks for hanging with me this is season eight now we into episodes 13 and boy the tinsel is up the christmas trees are going up people are wrapping gifts they're out caroling they are getting ready for christmas parades they are getting ready for all kind of things and we getting ready for in two weeks uh the q a for Season 8 uh, podcast. So you if you want to be a part of that podcast episode, just put the subject, like you know Season 8 Q&A, in an email to me, dealer at gmail.com. You'll see that email in the show notes today. Or, or text me, 501-322-6249, and just say, hey, I got a question for the uh, Q&A. Because if you don't say that, sometimes, I mean, folks ask me questions, you know, send me messages pretty often throughout the year or so. Um, if I don't know it's for the podcast, I might not include it. So just, you know, just kind of let me know on that. You can check the show notes for all kinds of things you might want to take a gander at today. Uh, from the personal video greetings to tavern syrup from trees to Tabin's baking bag to, you know, all the shirts and hats and hoodies and beanies and all that. Well, there's only one beanie that I have right now. It's the Pink Bank beanie. But anyhow, that's all in there. But I am so excited that you have joined me. I don't know how your week's going, y'all guys. I mean, it, does it slow down? heading into Christmas, or do you feel like it just speeds up and it's all hectic and everything? I mean, are you just doing a casual drive through town with a hot chocolate and a cup holder, you know, listening to some Christmas tunes? I mean, right now I know you ain't because you're listening to the podcast. It's like a radio show. But, you know, just getting some gifts, uh, whatever, visiting people, dropping off cookies, homemade goods and sundries that you put together, you know, to share with the neighbors and folks that you like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but I hope, I hope you have being able to relax a little bit this week and just uh, s- slow down, you know, kind of look around, remember what you're thankful for. Hey, every season of life's got its difficulties, but uh, there, there, there's some good stuff always going on too. Sometimes you just got to slow down and take a gander at it, but I'll tell you right now, uh, what we got going on, uh, what happened this week uh, is not a story I'm going to tell by myself. Uh, how this thing went for this Christmas, but I'll tell you right now, uh, there's some trouble, but hey, in the middle of trouble, you can find some real good stuff. So I hope you've been enjoying the podcast, and I don't know if you've just been listening for one episode, this is your first time ever, or you've been listening all eight seasons, don't matter know how, but whoever you are, and whoever you are, I want to say I'll appreciate you. Thanks for liking the podcast, commenting on it, writing, sharing it with other folks, Uh, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, you, you obviously figured it out because you listened to it, so I appreciate it. But like I said, I can't, I can't tell this one uh, just by myself. So I have asked my buddy, my friend, my pal, the one and only Brent Reeves. You may know him from the Bear Grease podcast. You may know him from his own podcast, This Country Life. Or you may know him because you ran into him at the grocery store. But uh, that's Brent Reeves, and uh, he's going to help me out this episode. Um, So without further ado's and further don'ts, thanks for your help today, Brent. Let's get to this very special Christmas episode.
1: They call the Christmas season the season of giving. And while that's true, there is a healthy list of things you don't want to be given. A hard time, people headaches, the business, and you especially don't want to be giving folks a reason to cry on Christmas. I'd even say steer clear of those hectic outlet malls, but today, that's where our story begins.
0: So it all starts this year at the outlet malls, and I know you're thinking, oh, Tavin, you got to be kidding me. It got, it can't, can it be in a wooded cabin with a little light snowfall and a wonderful little fawn running through the front lawn? Oh, no. We riding the thick of the outlet malls. That's what's happening this year. Me, Cricket, her mama, Rosie, we're going to the outlet malls together. I, I've done this before. Uh, Cricket's mama Rosie's got in some trouble before, you know, just getting a, uh, a seasonal pullover sweater, you know, caught, caught on her head in the dressing room. And she could, She got so stuck up in there that she couldn't uh, get help. She didn't have her cellular tellular. she'd left it out, you know, with the main uh, floor where all the clothes are, you know, not in the dressing room. And so she kicked off a short heeled sandal trying to, you know, get somebody's attention. But uh, that ain't going to keep her from coming back to the outlet malls. I mean, it's a new it's a new year, and they got new stuff. So they want to shop, but they also, Cricket and her mama want to support the live nativity. Even though Cricket and her family, they don't live in my town, they do a lot there. You know, they, they, they farm delivers produce to Bud's Burger Shed and other places in town. You know Cricket works at the nursing home in town, and uh, me and her going out. And so they wanted to go to also support uh, this live nativity. They was going to do it to outlet malls, folks from my town. It's like a traveling... I mean, basically taking the show on the road in a way. Now, Neil and Danita McKinney—you probably know them—they're uh, the ones who have done the live nativity in our town uh, for years. I mean, real good folks. They—they uh, they real involved in one of the churches here in town, and they got asked to take that live nativity on the road to the outlet malls. So they did. They got Russell Tucker—he played Joseph, uh, you know, in the nativity story. Jesus' dad, uh, dad, and then Justine Dunlap was Mary, and then Shailene Riggs, she's in charge of the manger and the baby Jesus. Now, they use a baby doll. Uh, There was a year uh, when they didn't, but that little boy got too cold out there. He's a little baby, you know, because they did it, they ran it all night long. They ran the nativity, you know, live nativity all night long. So, not one of Meemaw's uh, baby dolls got used. Meemaw didn't offer one to be used for, for the nativity, but Casey Dunlap, uh, that's, uh, that's Jastine's um, husband. Jastine's the one who's playing Mary in the nativity this year. He does taxidermy, and his last minute, they figured out that they couldn't take all the live animals to the outlet malls, like the mall security or the people in charge of the mall. I don't know, who, I ain't a mallologist, but whoever's in charge, they're like, no, you can't bring like. I don't know, like a little horse. I'm not sure what they're going to bring this year to try to do something to close to. If they don't find a donkey, uh, they do like a little horse or something. But I tell you right now, Chet Dillroy, uh, they got them mules out there, so they could've done that. But they couldn't this year because he's live, so you can't take any uh, a sheep, a goat, none of that kind of thing. But what I'm saying is, Casey Dunlap. Uh, he do that taxidermy. So last minute he's like, here, yeah, I can loan y'all some animals just so you have something to fill up. You know, the nativity there in the food court area at the outlet malls where you're doing the, the the setup. So they had a coyote, they had a beaver, they had a ground squirrel in this nativity. So it's partial live nativity since there's a baby doll and three taxidermied animals. And then obviously the Joseph and Mary, they's real people. So that's how that Meemaw heard the words uh, outlet mall, and she was on it too. Like a rat on a Funyun, like a crow on a Funyun, like a squirrel on a hot fry, like Meemaw on a Snickers bar. So her and Tabby Jean Tipton decided to go in Meemaw's 91 Buick Regal. And Mima also brought a couple of baby dolls to try and find Christmas outfits for. Like, you know how you, when you go to the, to the mall and then you got to try on a pair of breeches, uh, it's good to have yourself there so you can try them on. Or if you got somebody you're trying to buy for, you go have them go into the dressing room and say, try this on, see if it fits you. Well, she do that with her baby dolls. She's like, well, I'm taking these uh, two in my car with me in my book, Regal, uh, so that if I, if I find a good fit, I can make sure before I leave there I don't want to leave with, you know, baggy britches on my baby doll or whatever. So she brought a couple of—one of the baby dolls she brought was Clive Bushnell. You may have heard me talk about it before. He's one of the newer ones. He's a peach farmer and a race car driver who apparently ain't got a Christmas outfit.
1: Word has gotten out about the town's live nativity, and taking it on the road is a new concept. Anytime you try something new, there's a learning curve. Like the time Mary Beth Tucker brought a propane tank to the softball field to make s'mores inside the concession stand. Lesson learned, Mary Beth. But I digress. It's one thing to take it to the outlet mall. It's another thing to find where they want you to set it up.
0: So Neil McKinney, that's Danita's husband, you know, they're the one running this nativity. They went to the information booth once they got to the outlet mall, where somebody tells you where everything is. You know, they give you the lay of the land, so to speak. Like, this is where, okay, you're, you're, you're the part of the lot of nativity, Okay, this is where you bring things in. This is a door, you know, like some sort of service entrance. or You know, you got to just get the details. You know, it's behind the scenes stuff. Stuff the average uh, customer and mall goer won't know about and don't know about and don't care about. But Neil McKinney do because he's in charge of the Live Nativity. Well, nobody in this mall knew about this Live Nativity. Let me tell you that again, y'all guys. I'm going talk about Christmas surprise. The outlet malls that Neil and Danita McKinney traveled to, I mean, we talk an hour and a half, uh, depending on who driving, two hours to get to these malls from our town. So nobody here knew about it. So now you got Russell Tucker showing up, going to be dressed like Joseph, Justin Dunlap, uh, dressed like Mary, and then, you know, Shailene Riggs is bringing these other things. Maul didn't know about it. It ain't been done before. So, Danita's standing right behind Neil, just holding that stuffed ground squirrel, and the security guard puts one hand on his pepper spray because he's thinking, boy, uh, is that squirrel alive and it's about to get loose in the food court, you know, kind of thing. And then, then they decided, well, we're going we gonna to send you all y'all to the food court for this nativity, so they just make a call. I mean, it's better than turning them away, so that's how it went.
1: It's not quite feeling like Christmas yet in the mall food court, with the orange chicken sitting under the heat lamp, half a cheese pizza waiting behind the glass at another eatery, and sour cream being squeezed onto a taco at the taco hut like toothpaste in the hand of a toddler. Nope. This was not what anybody was thinking when they signed up to bring Christmas to the outlet malls. But from what I recall, the first Christmas didn't seem like the ideal circumstances to most folks either. Now where were we? Oh yeah, Danita McKinney had a taxidermic ground squirrel under her arm, headed to the food court.
0: Neil and Danita McKinney were basically the first folks there. And I guess if you're in charge of something, that's how you want it to be. You don't want to be late. Russell was parking, so were the Dunlaps. Shailene Riggs had a late start because the manger she thought she was going to use had been taken for a hen house bed, and it was in use. And they wasn't about to try to get it out from under that hen. So she managed to find something at Jerry Donna Sybil Farnhart's flea market. You know their son, Rance, he played on my softball team with me. We won the championship here this past season. No big deal. But Jerry Donna Sybil, if you need something, they liable to have it. There's a good chance. But they ain't got the best inventory like most flea markets. You got to peck around. You got to hunt around for it and see if you can find it. Nil and Donita, I ain't got to tell you this, but I'll say it again. They good people. They got real good attitudes, and you need, I mean, in a situation like this, when it's your first time doing a traveling, live nativity to the outlet malls that is busy and hustling and bustling with all kind of Christmas activity, and all of a sudden, they ain't even specting you? They ain't even specting you? Boy, that could really hit you hard and make, it, make, make your, your attitude turn sour, not kneeling and Danita. Like, there's plenty of us who would have been frustrated by now, but they were fine. They got a way of seeing the bigger picture, and I applaud them for that. So they start setting up what they can, which, for starters, is a stuffed ground squirrel. She sets it on a table. Danita does. A couple folks uh, get up and move tables when that ground squirrel got so close. Uh, Casey does a good job on that taxidermy. I guess those folks kind of lost their appetite, though. Uh, okay, you know, what can you do? About that time, me, Cricket, and her mama got there. That's Rosie. And Rosie wants to shop, and I figured that ain't a surprise. We had to outlet malls. But, but Cricket can tell the McKinney's need help. And, of course, there wasn't much she could do. Uh, but, you know, she wanted to be available if they needed some sort of help. Then all of a sudden, more of our town folks showed up.
1: Cheryl Grubbs coaches a junior cheer team that her daughter, Maisley, is on, and that team has started showing up to perform at every parade or event in town. Today, they just the junior choir. There ain't no cartwheels or high kicks, just some caroling is on the agenda. The girls are all in red and green Christmas dresses, and Cheryl asked Anita where they need to line up. Well, in the meantime, the glow of that heat lamp has enticed mazely away. It ain't every day you see orange chicken. Unless you work in the food court, but mazely don't.
0: Food courts are always crazy, but now you got the junior cheer slash choir team there, and pretty soon Shailene's there with that manger that she found. Russell shows up to be Joseph. He found a parking spot, and he's kind of hustling in there, and Justine shows up with KC. He's going to help set up them animals that came into McKinney's car, and Danita gives him the keys, you know, and tells him that the beaver and the coyote are still in the car. Uh, that ain't something you hear every day. You know, if you're just walking by in the food court, you know, with a corn dog, and you hear uh, Danita handing KC car keys and says, "The Beaver and the Coyote are still in the car," uh, you probably wonder what in the world's going on. Slowly things are getting set up, though. You know, folks are getting together. And they ain't, they ain't in a rush. You know, nobody knows they're supposed to be there anyway, so it ain't like you're trying to uh, hit exactly on schedule. But uh, it's coming together. And when you got leaders like Neil and Danita who just, you know, take it as it comes, they, they, ain't, they ain't stressed. And that kind of help everybody else a little bit. But it's hard not to get worked up when you're trying to pull off a big production, though, if you in it. So Cheryl's a little stressed. Cheryl grubs. And then she realizes uh, she can't find Maisley. You know, that's her daughter. Maisley is Shane and Grubbs' little girl, and then they got a little boy, too, Perry Lee Grubbs, but Maisley's the older kiddo. Me and Cricket walk into all this chaos, and all I could think was, boy, that food court sure smelled good. We ain't got a food court in my town. You know we ain't got a mall like that way. You walk in a burger shed, you're gonna smell some burgers and some curly fries, but you ain't gonna smell like seven different types of food like pizza and corn dog and, and Chinese food and burgers and spaghetti and all that kind of things. But I was thinking, boy, that's that's a good smell.
1: You know how you plan something and hope everyone else is as excited as you are about it? Well, the customers in the food court didn't show up there to watch a live nativity performance. They came for corn dog cheese pizza, and apparently most of them came for the orange chicken. There was a line. And while babies cried and frazzled parents down to coke, the nativity slowly came together. And if you think a ground squirrel turned some heads, wait until the coat and the beaver showed up. And oh yeah, whatever happened to Mazley Grubs?
0: Cricket decides to help Cheryl get all them girls in place because they gonna start singing soon. But the thing is, Cheryl can't find mazely and she about to send out a search party. I mean, you don't want to lose your kiddo anywhere, but you at an outlet malls when you ain't even in your town, it's not like everybody knows Maisley and say, like, oh, i seen her, she's fine, well, you got your friends and family, everybody keep an eye on everybody. This ain't our town. This is a big, big old busy bustling outlet malls at Christmas times. You don't want to leave a child here. You don't want to lose no child. So, you know, uh, understandably, Cheryl's getting a little worked up. Russell and Justine, they get in costume. Uh, You know, Russell showed up in his little garment. I don't know which, a little toga? You know, it just looked like a like a giant piece of burlap that he got wrapped around his shoulders, but he got arm holes in it. And then uh, now he's tying on his little hat. It's like a big old, uh, like a towel. And then he got like like one of them things that you, if you wear a bathrobe, which I ain't never wore a bathrobe, but I've seen them in movies, it got a belt around it. And he had like a black bathrobe belt and tied out around his head, if you can imagine that in your mind's eye. And Justine got, like, a longer dress. It looked kind of burlappy too, uh, you know, where your arms go through the sides. And then she got a little headdress on, too. It looked a little thin. It doesn't look as thick as a towel like Russell's was. And it was kind of with a blue little wrap around the thing to, to cover up her head or whatever. And then Shailene put that man- manger in place, the one that she got at on Silver Foreign Heart's Flea Market. And KC sets up that coyote and that beaver and that ground squirrel. But then all of a sudden, you look at that picture. It's coming together, but something was missing. And about that time, Maisley returned with a churro. You know about them? They like cinnamon sticks, but not like a cinnamon stick that you'd put in some hot cider. Like It's like bread, and then uh, it's kind of shaped like, the, like a tire, like it's round, but it's long. So I guess it'd be more like a magic wand um, that you could eat. I don't know. I ain't never tried to explain a churro to nobody before, so... Uh, hopefully, you already seen them because I don't know that I did that justice. But anyway, she got a churro in her hand uh, for her mama that she bought with her own money. So she actually bought that for Cheryl, and she figured her mama might want to change the pace from them donuts. Uh, it's another sweet pastry. How about that? That might be the best description I gave of it so far. Well, it's hard to be mad at that. It actually started to feel a little bit like Christmas, you know, see see little Mazley think about her mama, spend her own money, and bring her back a churro.
1: With Maisley found, it was now time to focus on what else was missing. Now let's see. If you have a nativity with Joseph and Mary and a few animals, highly unlikely the ones that were at the actual birth of Jesus, but what else do you need? That's right, the baby. Shaylene Riggs was sick to her stomach, and it wasn't because she got in line for that orange chicken. Shaylene had forgotten to bring the baby doll for the nativity it's hard to see a way that this is gonna work out. But Christmas is about the seemingly impossible becoming possible. And I'm as curious as you are as to see how this is gonna happen.
0: Now, Cricket does a great job with the junior choir. I just applaud, and it's not just because I'm dating Cricket. Like, she's a real thoughtful gal. When she sees a problem, she want to help fix it if she can. She ain't trying to be nosy, but she's just trying to be helpful, and it helps Cheryl. Cheryl's starting to calm down now. That churro probably helped her. I think that'd help anybody. And about that time, Meemaw and Tabby Jean Tipton entered the food court, and so... Uh, if By the time you see them in the food court, you have to imagine they've been there 30, 35 minutes because Meemaw take a while to find the right parking spot, and then it take her a little bit to get out the car and all that. you know. So, so anyways, they come up to that food court, and I te- tell Meemaw everything that's going on. And then I see her wheels turning. Like, Meemaw's thinking, like she's stopping and she's thinking. Well, I had no idea that she had Clive Bushnell in the car, but she sure did. And as much as it pained her, to walk back to that parking lot that she might have been in 30, 35 minutes. Like I said, I don't know how long she was circling it to find a perfect spot, especially during this busy Christmas season. Uh, she walked back over there, and me ain't swift of foot. I mean, she's, she's strong. She can get you an arm bar, full Nelson, half Nelson, like nobody's business. She can throw a softball pretty hard, too, uh, but me ain't fast is what I'm saying, and she got to walk back to the parking lot, or, or that's what she decided to do. She don't have to do nothing, but she get back there, and she get that little peach farmer, Clive Bushnell. No, well, he a race car driver, too. Peach farmer, race car driving baby doll who ain't got a Christmas outfit, and, and she, she got him out the car. And she offered it to Danita McKinney to use in the nativity. Shailene had some of the swaddling clothes or whatever, and she wrapped Clive in that, so he looked like the baby Jesus, and he didn't look like a peach farmer and a, a race car driver. And the choir started to sing. And you know what? Babies stopped crying. Families stopped talking. Folks turned to see Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, a ground squirrel, a beaver, a coyote, while a junior choir sang, Oh Holy Night. Neil put his arm around Donita, and he kind of smiled. I tell you, they got good attitudes.
1: The outlet mall only got busier and busier, but once that choir started, it got much quieter. Folks seemed to stop and remember, Christmas is good for that. Was it perfect? Not by a long shot, but it seemed for a few minutes, folks were reminded who is. And if that ain't Christmas, I don't know what is. The whole story is about a humble beginning, and who better to help tell it this season than a peach farmer who ain't got a Christmas outfit. Well, he has one now. And I can't say that this year's Nativity Road presentation came off without a hitch, but I can say that it seemed to do everything that Neil and Danita hoped it would do. We saw some giving from Mazley and some more giving from Meemaw. And folks got a chance to slow down and reflect in the middle of all the hustle and bustle. And that's just how that happened. Merry Christmas, y'all.
0: Turns out that orange chicken was worth the wait. Cricket and I really enjoyed it, and her and her mama got some shopping done, too. That's all kind of winning right there. I want to thank my good buddy Brent Raves for helping me tell this story this Christmas. Couldn't have done it without you, buddy. I sure appreciate it, and I sure appreciate all y'all joining me here on the Tavon Dillard Podcast. I hope your Christmas is a great one. And, hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'd like to thank you having a pretty good Christmas. Till next time y'all guys, we'll see you later and have a Merry Christmas.